during this four o'clock sitting, through uh, most of the rest of the retreat, we will be uh, practicing metta or loving kindness practice, and particularly in the context of the concentration practice uh, with the breath, which uh, is the object for most of us. And so I want to uh, introduce that practice some in this session. And I want to uh, do that in a few different steps. Uh, First, I'll just invite us to uh, begin or continue, I should say, with the uh, concentration practice, maybe for about six or seven minutes. And then I'll give uh, an introduction, an overview on metta, particularly in the context of this retreat. Uh, Then we'll have a period of practice, uh, maybe uh, 20, 25 minutes of the metta practice. And then uh, there'll be the option either to continue with the metta uh, or to go back to the concentration practice. And then a little bit of time at the end for, uh, for any questions. So you don't have to remember all that. I'm going to take responsibility for the segments. <laughs> so, uh, so initially just to be with, uh, be with the practice that we've been doing, being with the, being with the breath for a short time.
I'd like to say now a few words about uh, metta or loving kindness practice in the context of our concentration retreat. Most of you are quite familiar with metta or loving kindness practice and um, maybe just to start to say that uh, uh, metta I think could more accurately be translated as something like expansive friendliness practice. (laughs) That uh, loving kindness was an early Victorian, not so great translation, but it's stayed with us. (laughs) But it really, uh, etymologically, metta is connected with words connoting friendship, friendliness, and it's a sense of a practice of intentionally inviting the warm heart intentionally inviting kindness to be present. And as with our concentration practice and generally, uh, generally, uh, the focus on intention is quite important. That this is a practice where we bring forth as best we can in the moment that warm heart. And we can do that in a variety of ways and we uh, then let it be what it is. So uh, we may do a practice that in which we're inclining towards the open heart by sometimes saying phrases, doing certain practices. And it's like a knocking on the door of the heart rather than pushing in the door (laughs) or thinking that we have control over the door. Much like in being with the breath that we uh, we intend, we incline towards the open heart and then we let it be what it is. We all come back to that. It's quite important. I like to say that uh, metta practice is a kind of intention practice and it's not a production practice. We're not saying, I, Donald, should be loving right now or else, <laughs> something like that. Metta practice is also a form of concentration practice because it's really staying with the same intention essentially all day long. And some of you, quite a number of you, have done our seven-day metta retreat that we do in January and July. And it is a practice where we're continually um, inviting that open heart. And so... It is a form of concentration practice and sometimes on these retreats people focus on metta or another heart practice uh, rather than the breath. You know, in the uh, traditional text of Asudhi Maga, Path of Purification, uh, there's a listing of the objects of concentration, uh, the the objects of attention suitable for concentration practice. There are actually 40 of them. And they're and uh, the breath is just one of 40, actually. And metta is one, is another one of the 40. And so people practice with metta as a way of accessing those states of jhana or deep absorption that, uh, that we've begun to talk about. And so metta is a form of concentration practice. And it's also... In, in our context, it's also quite important because it brings in really the kind heart into our practice. 
And sometimes the being with the breath in concentration practice can at times not have that quality of the kind heart. I know it was that way for me initially in my own practice. It was a little bit, you know, it's a serious practice. This being concentrated and deepening. Does anyone relate to that? You know, it can be quite, um, and we'll, you know, that's a major theme because as as I mentioned yesterday, it's part of our, I would say, our cultural conditioning uh, when we're concentrating. And it gets caught up with, can get up, caught, caught up with striving, performance, getting to a certain level and so forth. And it can be sometimes a little tight or a little grim or a little overly serious. And so the practice of metta is a beautiful balancer for that tendency. And also just to hold the experience more in the heart is quite important, you know. And so uh, we have this one period a day where we're bringing in the practice of metta. You know, and others may want to have that be there um, in small or larger ways at other times, I would say, dependent on your conversation with your teacher. There's a way in which when we have the metta practice, even that one time a day, it mingles with the rest of the day. There's a way in which when we do practices in a retreat context, uh, multiple practices, they tend to mingle with each other and that can have quite uh, beneficial results, you know, both from the practice with the breath, letting the metta be deeper, and the practice with the metta uh, influencing the practice with the breath, both in terms of the continuation of concentration, but also in terms of that, that sense of, of kindness, that sense uh, really of, of warmth. Um, and I thought I, I wanted to bring in a beautiful uh, passage that I, that I came across from the uh, Russian Orthodox tradition. There was a monk in the 19th century because they would often do what they called prayers of the heart and, they, and it was very much a concentration practice. And one monk uh, who, who was writing named uh, Father Theophane, he said, uh, dispersal of attention diminishes warmth. Yeah, so it's, it's, there's a sense, and when we, when we uh, access that concentration, and metta is in the mix, that quality of deepening concentration can have the quality of the heart. It's like some of you know there was a uh, there was a beautiful book done on uh, Deepama, who was one of the great 20th century meditators, a woman from uh, Calcutta, and she was asked in an interview um, what was in her ordinary mind, and her response was concentration, metta, and peace. That was there. That was her ordinary experience. For our practices on this retreat, we want to offer uh, a few options. For many of you, there is a metta practice that you've been doing that you have as a regular part of your practice. You've received uh, full instructions 
And we want to invite you, if you wish, to work with that practice. Many of you work with the main technique that we offer here at Spirit Rock, which is uh, involved with working with uh, repetition of phrases, typically. Uh, Typically, we use four phrases uh, and uh, go one, two, three, four, and so forth. And um, how many of you have a regular metta practice that you do? So, yeah, so uh, quite a number. So you have the option of working with that. And if you have a regular practice or if you know the instructions, um, the basic instructions and want to continue with that, that's that's, the first option. Um, We're not going to give the whole detailed um, set of instructions here, partly to keep with the more, more simplicity. And so my recommendation is that if you work with the metta, with the traditional instructions here, that you use this time particularly to be with the metta where it flows the easiest. It could be with self or benefactor or other with these first initial categories, that you just stay with it, could just stay with one where it flows the best or stay with one or two of the categories. And and for those of you, if you haven't been introduced to metta practice, those last comments were a little cryptic. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't matter. Okay. So that's, that's the first option, just to stay with the practice, work with it as you're familiar with that practice where it flows the easiest. And the um, second practice that I want to offer is to um, give you a very simple metta practice that doesn't work with words and that doesn't work with phrases. And I want to uh, guide us in that now and to invite you then, if you wish, after I finish with that guided practice, we'll continue with the metta and you can do either work with that guided practice, your own practice of metta, or some combination. It's really up to you. Okay? And so... The, the practice that I'll offer now is one that you may have done or may have done a variant of. It involves the quality of connecting with that sense of kindness or warmth in the heart and beginning to let that radiate in your heart. First in your own being, your own body, and then beginning to radiate out filling up the space. Ultimately, we'll let that fill up the space of the room. And I'll give, I'll give instruction on that. And it's a very simple practice. It's, it's a version of how we sometimes do metta for all beings, where we let it radiate out. And, you know, sometimes in the week-long metta retreat, we might use phrases, but it's not necessary. It's really that quality of the radiating heart, resting with the radiating heart of kindness. And remembering that this, again, is an intention practice. We incline in that way. If the mind's distracted, we don't get there easily, that's okay. It's, it's that we really, we just incline in that direction. So let the body be relaxed.
and invite there to be a quality of warmth or kindness there. First, really, to yourself. That's there in your heart. Some people might find it helpful actually to keep the hand right in the heart area to nourish that sense of the radiating heart. Let it begin to radiate out. This was an actual practice we think that the Buddha taught. You may remember the Metta Sutta where it says, radiating outward, upward to the skies, downward to the depths in all directions. So we let that radiating occur, begin to let that radiate out in front, in back, left and right, above and below. the heart of kindness, wishing well for ourselves, filling our whole bodies with that spirit of kindness, that energy of kindness. And at your own pace, as you continue to let that radiation occur, let the heart radiate in front and back, left and right, above and below. At your own pace, let that radiating heart move out into the space of this room in those six directions. Imagining Rays moving out, beginning to fill up the space. Wishing well for ourselves, wishing well for all beings in this space. And you can let the energy of that radiation move out further 
moving towards filling up the space of the room. I find it helpful to continually let that radiating heart have a sense of these six directions in front in back, left and right, above and below. Imagining these rays of warmth and kindness going out in these six directions, filling the space. As in the practice with the breath, if the mind wanders, we simply come back, come back to that quality of the radiating heart in front and back, left and right, above and below, radiating out, filling our bodies and filling the space.
We'll invite you now either to stay with this practice of the radiating out of warmth and friendliness, kindness. Either stay with that or if you have a regular metta practice um, done in some other way, please, uh, and you'd like to practice that, that would be fine. Or if there's some other regular heart practice, some of you have practices of compassion, that would also be suitable.
And for these last uh, minutes of the sitting, I'll invite either to stay with the metta, or if you wish to return to the practice with the breath.
So we have a, a few minutes. Uh, if there are any questions about the metta practice of any kind. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.